Clear. And welcome back, everybody, to another fabulous episode of Dr. PPR. I'm your host, Henry Markin. Again, that's Dr. PPR, not Dr. Pepper, the very delicious drink that I'm not sponsored by at this point. I feel like I need a sponsorship from them. I use them in every intro, not Dr. Pepper, and certainly not Dr. PP. Don't need a sponsorship from them. That would be best to avoid. I'm Dr. PPR, as in points per reception. But of course, we never exclude anyone in standard fantasy football leagues, unless, of course, you play in a 14-plus man league. Then you're not just excluded, but I, I want like a restraining order from you. You're a psychopath. Okay, today is Tuesday, September 26th. And folks, we are three weeks in to the NFL season. Um, the off-season rust has fully withered away, and the dust is starting to clear. Things on your rosters are beginning to solidify. And when looking at your fantasy football roster, you are one of three people. There's only three options. There's tier one. You're stoked. Fantasy football is fun. You got Tyreek Hill, Tua, McCaffrey, Mahomes, Mostert, Herbert, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Devonta Adams, Tony Pollard, Debo Samuel. Things are great. You're 3-0 and or you're an unlucky 2-1. and Maybe you played the Cowboys defense in week one or maybe you just squared up against Mostert. Nothing you could do, right? Something like that happened that's totally out of your reach. You put up 150 points, 445 in PPR leagues. You had a great game. Ugh. Darn it, that 147 shucks. Nothing you can do. These guys are scoring. Fantasy football is fun. Life is good with these guys. You probably only see me for preventative care reasons. Like, consider me a yearly checkup. Just, you, you come in, hear what I have to say. It's like a clean bill of health. I mean, shit, as long as these guys are in your lineup, you can just see them, set it, and forget it. At this point, you probably only listen to me because I'm entertaining. Thank you. But in the end, you really don't need me that much. That's tier one. Tier two, you're uncomfortable. You're not stressed. Just a little uncomfortable. You probably got Joe Burrow or Dak, Trevor Lawrence. These guys are running your offense. Maybe you have Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs. C.D. Lamb was an early pick. Off the wide receiver board in your draft, you got him. Maybe you got Garrett Wilson. You're a sketchy and quite lucky two and one. You're barely putting up points. You're crawling your way to a two and one record, or most likely you're one and two. Fantasy football is still fun. You enjoy it, but you wish you had a better team and you don't love how thin the waivers look and you've been spending quite a bit of time there as of late. You're trying to replace guys. You don't know where to start. You go after the guys everyone's looking at, and you don't get them. Shoot. You end up taking Craig Reynolds from the Lions, thinking maybe he'll go off and do something. Come on. You can't win your league playing like that. You need help. You need someone like me. And I'm not going to say that I'm going to win you your league, but with me, you have no ceiling. Without me, you're just going to be in the middle of the pack. 
You're going to be fighting all year. Maybe you make a late season push. Maybe somebody gets hot like Tank Dell or Nico Collins of Houston that nobody wanted and you have them. Maybe something happens. You make a push for fifth place. That's it. But with me, there's no ceiling. In fact, I'm your rehab guy. I can rehabilitate you to fantasy football health, a complete health. That's tier two. And then there's tier three. Holy Jesus. You're in trouble. You drafted Justin Fields and you got him high. The quarterback started going in round three and you got Fields in round four. Yikes. Uh, You also have Cooper Cup on your team, which, by the way, could be great. But until then, you're in trouble. Jonathan Taylor, maybe you have him. Who knows where he goes or if he'll even play. You drafted Nick Chubb. So sorry. You have T. Higgins, and you got him high, like round three. Maybe you also drafted Mike Williams. God, that guy, he just can't stay healthy. I, I hate to say it, but, I mean, he's just a turkey. Every single year, he's in the oven and cooked by Thanksgiving. Just no shot. Probably also have Jerry Judy on your team or another Broncos player that it's just taking up space on your bench. Your kicker is often your highest scorer on your team. Fantasy football isn't fun anymore. You're stressed. What was once an escape is now a second job. You're playing purely to not get last, right? You don't want to end up with Sharpie on your face or doing something that involves an eating challenge over 24 hours or a haircut or doing anything uncomfortable, anything for that Sacco spot, you actually may lose your spot in the league. If this is you, you're tier three. You're in trouble. And I'm here to say your situation is probably terminal. There's no shot of you winning your league. I'm sorry, but Jameer Gibbs can't all of a sudden just turn into Derrick Henry. Without me, you're probably going to die. You're going to rot. You'll be decomposed by week 10. You'll be picked for parts, bullied into some trade to help the winning team. And that'll be it. But with me, you have a you have a shot. With me, you may not get last place. In fact, I'm willing to say that with me, it's a guarantee that you won't get last place. If this is you, if this all sounds familiar, you need to be listening to my show. And you need Dr. PPR's help. In fact, my doors are open to any of the tiers I just mentioned. Whether you're tier one, you're stoked about fantasy football and life is good. Whether you're tier two, you're uncomfortable about fantasy football, but life is okay. Or tier three, you're stressed about fantasy football and life is not good. Dr. PPR's office is open to all. And just like that, today is Tuesday, my favorite day of the week. This is when I give you your prescriptions. Again, a lot of these are doctor's orders, you know, so when you see your real doctor and they treat you for something, they'll prescribe you something, usually for the pain and to, you know, the, to moderate the symptoms and to take care of things. Sometimes it's like, no, you got to take this, otherwise you'll die. That's a doctor's order. I have a few doctor's orders in here, but most of these things are prescriptions. In fact, most of the waiver wire pickups are prescriptions because, hell, we don't even know if they're going to pan out. But 
as a doctor, you should trust me. So let's take a look at the waiver wire. As I mentioned, it's a little thin. Uh, you have no excuse as to having Justin Fields be your quarterback right now. He just, he shouldn't be. In fact, there's a couple guys that really shouldn't be your quarterback. There's too many mediocre quarterbacks out there that CJ Stroud shouldn't be rostered. This guy is legit. Houston is becoming legit. Okay. They just went and whooped Jacksonville on the road. That's a very tough thing to do with any quarterback. I mean, Jacksonville just got bounced by Kansas city. This is in many ways a bounce back game. And Stroud said, no, the guy's legit and he could throw. I think CJ Stroud is a must grab off the waivers. The guy is throwing and they're playing the Steelers this week. I am the biggest hater of the Steelers. I've been this way for a couple years. I have a great friend who's a Steelers fan. In fact, I have two really good friends that are both Steelers fans. They're effectively the same person. All Steelers fans are, are as stubborn as, as, the, as the land that their team resides on. They're as brittle as the air in Pittsburgh. And quite frankly, they got all this steel rust in their eyes to see the truth. Steelers should be 0-3. They really should be. And I know you should say that about every team. Oh, every team plays the void F game. No, no, no. The Steelers are crap. The only reason they beat the Browns is because Deshaun Watson gifted them two turnover scores. Not just turnovers, but turnover scores. That offense is caca. Like, I would say that offense is very close to paralysis. That's what I would diagnose it as. It's like sort of a, a semi-paralysis. I don't know why people are so high on the Steelers because Kenny Pickett had three decent games in preseason football. TJ Watt is great, but JJ Watt was on a shitty Houston Texans team forever. And he was killing in the sack game. Nothing was ever going to happen. I think CJ Stroud lights up the Steelers. The Steelers should have lost to the Raiders. Uh, Marcus Peters, Dropped a walk-in pick six. Would totally change the game. Deflate all momentum. And Jimmy G was also sort of inept that game. And Josh McDaniels, I don't know what crack cocaine cocktail he made for himself at halftime. But kicking a field goal with four minutes left in the game down eight. What was less than four minutes? Excuse me. There's like 238 left. What was the goal? To cover the spread? Your favorites. Are you... Uh, was someone playing something in your ear, like a teaser? There was no Vegas line that you had to beat. You can't, you can't call that. You're not like Sean McVay, who's constantly covering some sort of spread each and every week. Again, Sean McVay, I know, must be gambling. He says it's for point differential. I don't believe it. I think that guy is a degenerate gambler. I think all that sweat from gambling has created this sort of this spiked hair look. Oh, he has a spiked hair gel look? I had no idea. Listen, the Steelers should be 0-3. I bet you Stroud lights these guys up. And for that reason, I think it's very, very worth your time to pick up Tank Dell, the Texans' third receiver. Between Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and Tank Dell, these guys are getting a lot of targets. The volume is high on these guys. And usually, when you... Think about the Texans players. You think of just, uh, I, I guess in recent years, Brandon Cooks is the only guy you're starting. 
this is a different Texans team. D'Amico Ryans is the new coach. There's a new energy, a new culture in Houston. Usually they look past every week, whether it's fantasy or some sort of survivor pick. No, this is, this is, things are changing. Things are exciting in Houston. I would pick up CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. Um, okay. If you watch football this weekend, you either know one of two things that Taylor Swift went to the Kansas city game and that relationship is now shoehorned in all of our lives. Or you also know that the dolphins absolutely tore apart Denver. I mean, like limb by limb, it was a butcher of a surgery for fun. (laughs) It it was a decimation smoke Denver. Denver looked awful exposed as the frauds that they probably will be as long as Sean Payton is there. But you may have also seen some guys on Miami absolutely explode as well. One of them is Mostert. I'm hope, hoping you're starting him. Uh, Tyreek and Tua. Again, keep an eye on Tua. I just, I'm never going to get over that hump. But you also may have seen Devon chain go absolutely bananas. The rookie running back. For the Dolphins. I think he got like 50-something points in PPR leagues. Crazy. If he's there, grab him. Um, But just know he's never going to do what he just did over the weekend. And the whole universe is looking at him at the top of the waivers and going, oh, I'm going to get him. You're probably not going to get him. Uh, the last place player in your league is going to get him, and good for him. Start him. Um, you probably need it. But I think a great pickup is Ezekiel Elliott, New England. I think they have so many hard and cold games ahead. Playing football in New England means you have to have a great defense, which they do, and your run game needs to be established, which I think is slowly becoming the the case with Zeke. I don't think Stevenson is getting it done for Belichick's liking. And we saw Zeke get a lot of touches in the Jets game. That game was a little closer than it needed to be. Definitely a tight game, but by no means a pushover game. Zeke will play, and I think he'll get a lot of touches. And in fact, I think he'll get a lot of throws too, or caught balls for that matter. I like Zeke. If you see him, pick him up. We'll talk about maybe playing him, but definitely pick him up. All right, wide receiver. Mike Williams is done. I already said, the guy's a turkey. By Thanksgiving, he's already in the oven and cooked. Like that That's just him every year. And now he's done for the year. I think Keenan Allen will be the wide receiver, obviously the wide receiver one for the time being, but chances are he gets hurt too. I don't know what kind of malpractice is going on in the Chargers training room, but it seems like some guys just get hurt every year. Maybe it's because they get an absolute moron of a coach. Hmm. Oh, that could be it. Well, leadership starts from the top, and his leadership is – questionable but one guy who i really like on that team and could very well be the wide receiver one come week eight is joshua palmer that guy is sick and i feel like we have this discussion every year palmer's always on some sort of waiver wire because i guess everyone has the rejuvenated confidence in both keenan allen and mike williams but again time is a flat circle folks palmer by this week, by this time, is usually the Chargers' leading receiver on a Chargers team that's probably going to go either 9-8 and eight or 10-6 and six or 10-7, and seven, whatever it is. 
barely make the playoffs, barely miss it, get zapped in the first round. Palmer is usually the guy by this time. Pick up Joshua Palmer and start him immediately. No matter who you're in, what 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 tier of fantasy roster you have, unless, of course, there's simply no room for Palmer, just pick him up. He's going to be the guy in Los Angeles. He just will be. Keenan Allen won't make it. In fact, I think you should trade Keenan Allen. We'll talk about that later this episode. I already mentioned Tank Dell is a guy you should grab. If Nico Collins is, for whatever reason, available, you have to get him. Um, and Robert Woods, same thing. Tight end. Hopefully you got Sam Laporta when I told you to. Um, Goff loves a big tight end. Goff is a great quarterback. In fact, if Goff is benched in your league, I would consider starting Goff. He's sort of evolving and molding into this in this QB1 tier of, of 10 quarterbacks that need to be starting at all times. But another tight end that may get a ton of targets simply because a lot of his favorite targets are gone, him being Justin Herbert, the tight end at large here, is Gerald Everett. It's another great pickup. Who knows until, I mean, who knows how long Keenan Allen's got. And honestly, Chargers defense at this point doesn't show any guarantee of improvement. I don't see them just immediately becoming a wall. Derwin James is great. Bosa's great. Linebacker Neiman is great. But I, I just don't see that that team all of a sudden becoming a, a stronghold in uh, in defense. They're going to be throwing. Gerald Everett's is going to catch balls all year. That's just what's going to happen. Okay, and defense, the Bengals are playing Tennessee. Tennessee has nothing for an offense right now. In fact, Derrick Henry is taking a sweet time. I think he needs a couple more weeks before he's truly Derrick Henry again because that's usually how these, these seasons with him go. He gets better as the season goes on. The Bengals are coming into form. This is when they do it. It's 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 This is when they hit their stride. They went like five or six in a row. I bet you they beat Tennessee. And that defense had six sacks against the Rams. That's six points right there. You're playing a pretty slow and mediocre offense. That's not a lot of yards in total. Get through the line. It's a lot of sacks, a lot of points. Plus, who's, I mean, are they really realistically going to score that many points? No. Bet you the Bengals be a great pickup this week for defense. If you're struggling to figure out your defense and in this league, even in the Cowboys defense, as surefire as America's team is, they suck. They got you negative points likely against Arizona. I pick up the Bengals defense. Yeah. All right. Players on your roster. I said it yesterday. It is time to say goodbye to any Broncos players. Adios. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, for the time being until further notice, don't even think about it. If you see the location, Denver, they are not playing and, quite honestly, worthy of drops, some of them. If you see any Bears players, same thing. Goodbye. Justin Fields, bench him. DJ Moore, bench him. Darnell Mooney, drop him. Uh, Quill Herbert, bench. Yeah, I just I wouldn't touch any of those guys. That, that, I mean, that whole organization is, is literal throw-up. Uh, they're completely paralyzed by Justin Fields' ineptitude, and perhaps it's a coach's fault or an organization's fault. It's all just a big mess. Don't want any part of that right now. Just 
No thanks. Sorry you drafted Justin Fields so high. Move on. Okay? Cool. The Jets, same thing. That whole organization's a plague. Joe Namath went on the air last night or two days ago, whatever, and talked about Zach Wilson and said, it's pretty disgusting. I'm tired of Zach Wilson. You know what? Me too. I said it yesterday. If you have any Jets players right now, oh, you got to bench him. You can't play Garrett Wilson if he is barely going to get any touches and ba- if he's only going to score fancy points because he scores on his one or two catches, one of them being in the end zone. You just can't do it. You got to bench Garrett Wilson, figure out what to do with him. If people in your league don't listen to the show, maybe trade Garrett Wilson once he has a couple good weeks in a row. But I don't even see that happening while Zach Wilson's playing. Like, unless something happens in practice where a player is like erected into tweeting, wait a minute, Zach Wilson figured it out. He's him. I need a guarantee. I don't have that. And maybe they trade for Kirk Cousins. Maybe Kirk Cousins gets the hell out of Minnesota. Maybe they get Carson Wentz and he figures it out. Again, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think they're probably stuck with him until they go to their backup. And then maybe they just look at the, season as a total wash tank for a really good player than all eyes on Aaron Rodgers next year. I don't know. Maybe this is the team that tanks for Caleb Williams. And Oh my God. Could you imagine? Wait, could you imagine if the jets tanked for Caleb Williams and then had Aaron Rodgers play next year, Aaron Rodgers and co-signs on Caleb Williams start to a legendary career. How about that? You think Caleb Williams would want to be Aaron Rodgers' backup just for one season? Like Rodgers goes in, puts all his chips, all his health on the line for one more good year, tries to win a Super Bowl, comes up short or wins it, he's gone. Retires into the sunset, epic swan song, shakes hands with the next future face of the NFL, Caleb Williams. Holy shit. That would be crazy. And you know Caleb Williams is only going to go to a place that is suitable for him per his dad. Like, if he's going to get drafted by ugh, I don't know, the Cardinals and their mess or even Denver, for that matter, or Chicago, somebody that's just a plague of an organization, his dad said he's willing to stay another year at USC until things sort of straighten out and, and the landing spot isn't falling on broken glass. Think about that. What if the Jets just go defeated for the rest of the year? And they tank for Caleb Williams to be Rogers' backup for a year. And football in New York is saved. Jets football may just be saved. Jets fans, think about that revelation for a second, will you? That'll make a great clip for social. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, but yeah, don't touch the Jets players until then. If you have Jets players in fantasy, um, do not start them. Bench them. That organization's a plague. Avoid it like the plague. <laughs> All right. Derrick Henry. Oh, what do you do about Derrick Henry? Don't touch him. Leave him in your starting roster. Yes, that offense is disgusting. Ugh. It's like actual diarrhea. But this is what Derrick Henry does. Derrick Henry trains in the offseason so that as the season goes on, all the wear and tear on every other running back is just bouncing bullets off of Derrick Henry. He gets better as the year goes on. And this isn't his first rodeo with Tannehill. 
This also isn't his first. This isn't Derrick Henry's first rodeo with Mike Vrabel and a struggling offense at the beginning of the year. The Titans tend to do stuff like this. I don't know why that's like a reoccurring thing with some teams where they always just start slow and then they just get hot randomly. Maybe it's because of strength of schedule. Maybe as of recent years, the AFC South, when they play the bulk of their games in the middle of the season, are just kind of barn burners. I don't think the AFC South is that bad this year. I think there's a couple, well, not contenders, but there's a couple players. There's no pushover, that's for sure. It's kind of up for grabs, which isn't the best for Tennessee in their record standpoint, but Derrick Henry remains the same Derrick Henry. I think he's going to explode one of these days. Um, He's also a guy I would trade for because you could get him for a lot lower value and you know, he's going to explode. He does this every year. Don't touch him. If you have him. if you don't have him, I would consider trading for him. I'm going to throw you some packages in a second. We can do Um, if you had or have Najee Harris, trade him immediately put him with a package and get rid of him he has no value right now he probably won't have value for the rest of the year he's a really good player and i really like him he's from my area but uh that offense is just inept and they're gonna play against these really good defensive lines in their conference like cleveland Cincinnati. they have great defensive lines they're gonna play these guys twice a year that's a lot of 30, 40, 50 yard rushing games. I don't look at the Raiders as having a really good offensive line. And he held Najee in check. Najee played the Niners, yes. You knew he was going to have a blunder, but this, this running game isn't existent over there. I don't think the offense is real in Pittsburgh. I bet you Pittsburgh loses like six of their next eight games because they're frauds. Trade Najee Harris before you can't trade him at all. Put him in a package with AJ Brown. Somebody like A.J. Brown, somebody that I think is a little overrated, like a D.K. Metcalf, trade Najee and D.K. for Derrick Henry. Trade Najee and A.J. Brown for Derrick Henry. Do something like that. A.J. Brown only got the amount of targets. I think he had like 14 targets and 10 catches on Monday night. He only did that because this was a makeup game because he screamed at Jalen Hurts for not throwing him the ball. Jalen Hurts is going to throw to who's open. Maybe it's the new guy, Mikius, I can't even pronounce his name, but you know what I'm talking about, who got the first score last night for the Eagles. No. It's going to be Devontae Smith's team, or Dallas Goddard, or quite frankly, they're just going to run the ball. They're not that exciting like last year. They caught lightning in a bottle last year. They played nobody, blew teams out. They're going to have some kind of close games and probably hit most unders. And at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts is going to do his fourth and one, run the ball, fourth and goal, run the ball with those powerful legs just trade aj brown while he's got the high explosion value now um but don't expect him to be doing this every week this was a makeup game 100 a makeup game like aj brown screamed and cried because jalen hurts wasn't throwing him the ball it's not like they were losing they were winning by two touchdowns against minnesota because Devonte smith was unguardable he was just frustrated for his own ego This was an ego-saving game because Jalen Hurts is a leader. Powerful one, too. Great quarterback, great team leader, amazing team captain. He did that to get A.J. back in a circle of trust. But that's not how football works. Football is about playmakers getting open, scheme, not like getting your boy the ball. Like you could do that for a game. That's what Mahomes did for Kelsey because Taylor Swift was in a box. But at the end of the day, you're throwing to who's open or what the play design allows for.
It's the facts. So what AJ Brown did may be the only time he does that this year, the high volume targets, high volume receptions, high volume yards. I bet you he's going to be a red zone guy. So you'll still get points out of him, but he still hasn't scored. So maybe not even that. I don't know. I would trade AJ Brown. Mark my words, September 26th, Tuesday, today. That will be the highest that AJ Brown does all year. That's a, that's a guarantee. Yep. No, say it with your chest, Henry. That's a guarantee. And not like a Charles Barkley guarantee. This is coming from an actual doctor. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, yes. I would trade Keenan Allen. I already told you that he probably won't last the full season. Like Mike Williams, he gets hurt a lot. But he has crazy high value this week, next three weeks. And I'm not saying he's going to get hurt in four weeks. In fact, I'm not rooting for injury at all. I'm just saying as a doctor, you see things like this. These are patterns. He does this every year. He won't make the full season. He just won't. Uh, Joshua Palmer may, because I don't see him having a horrible track record with injury. Uh, but Keenan Allen has just, he's just so brittle. It's just the truth. So I would, I would trade him before he gets hurt. Trade Keenan Allen and somebody for a guy like McCaffrey. Or trade Keenan Allen for Tony Pollard if you have running back issues. Tony Pollard's going to be solid all year. You know, he's the guy. He's going to have his 40 or 50 yard, excuse me, 40 or 50 point games. Like the Thanksgiving game, he'll go off. He'll go off against the Giants again. They play Washington a couple of times. Pollard's going to be just fine. Uh, Trade Keenan for uh, maybe Keenan, somebody for McCaffrey or Keenan and somebody for Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is what he did last night. He'll do that a couple more times this year. That's what the Bengals do. Burrow's going to have that 400-yard game when they play Pittsburgh. Maybe they light him up. I don't know. Maybe trade Keenan Allen for Amon Ra St. Brown. Guys I want you to get right now are Derrick Henry, Amon Ra. I would also trade for Josh Jacobs. You You don't need to trade that much for Josh Jacobs either. He's going to explode. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL, right? They're going to change how the offense is, is, is running. He needs to be more involved. They're not doing that good now. They're going to get better because they'll use him more. That's my prediction. You need Josh Jacobs to be good if you're the Raiders. I also think you should start playing Marquise Brown of the Arizona Cardinals, otherwise known as Hollywood Brown because of his Hollywood-ish antics of getting open. He's a freak athlete. Um, Maybe that offense isn't as inept as I made it out to be. I apologize. I called at the beginning of the year. They will probably go winless because that coach is so weird and quirky. And honestly, I couldn't really name their starter. They couldn't name their starter. So how could I? Um, They may be a little more competent than we all give them credit for. They should have beaten the Giants. Honestly, they should be two and one. They may. Oh, this may be ambitious. A total flip from where I used to stand. They may be this year's Seattle Seahawks. Where they didn't write back. (laughs) I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, wow, what a year, but they may be that team that goes nine and eight gets in barely or eight and nine. You expected them to win one or two games at the most. Kyler Murray may come back. And when he does, he may be kind of himself. I would play Marquise Brown right now. Yeah. He's probably on your bench. He scored the last two games. They're throwing to him. They're somewhat efficient on offense. Their defense is iffy. Uh, they have a lot of penalties. They're not very disciplined, but they're playing. I would play Marquise Brown. 
in deeper leagues for sure. If you're winning without him, maybe trade him to someone that needs him and get pretty decent value. He's got good value. Uh, maybe I would keep him actually. Maybe don't trade him. I think he could stay good for most of the year. He gets open. They're playing some pretty bad teams coming up. Yeah. Well, don't play him against the Niners because, of course, that's you don't want to ever play anyone against the Niners. It's just dumb. Uh, okay. You should be starting Mostert by now. Hopefully that was a wake-up call if you didn't start Mostert. I'm so sorry. He went off. He probably beat you in some leagues. Uh, and Goff needs to be starting. Goff's legit. The Lions are legit. That's That division's going to be Lions or Packers. And there's going to be some great quarterback play there. Goff needs to be starting. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league, fantasy-wise. And he could be top 10 in other regards, too. Like, you know, actual measurement. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, one more week. He has one more week before he's being benched. He you might have already benched him. I'm just saying bench him for the year and like and don't look back. Um, that offense needs to pick it up. He's too talented to just be sitting there catching these third and six and, and getting like three or four catches a game, 40 yards. That's it. He's going to get some red zone play. He has to. Otherwise, you're, you've ruined a, an amazing receiver. So I'm talking to the Titans organization, not you, the fantasy owner who picked him up thinking it was sneaky. Give DeAndre Hopkins one more week. If you've been riding him all year in deeper leagues, you, you got to play him. Just, just one more week. If he doesn't do anything next week, just say goodbye. But one more week starting this week, okay? And one more thing. You may have noticed this big event this week. Bum, 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 bum. It's really hard to sing with these headphones on. Let me try that again. Teams are going across the pond and playing in London. We got Jaguars, Falcons in London. Now, I don't know if you've had the misfortune of owning Kyle Pitts this season or last season, but that dude is is literally giving fantasy owners anxiety. Uh, just, I mean, every week it's like pulling teeth with this guy because he's open and he's good, but they're just not giving him the ball. It's like a joke at this point. He's literally a meme in real life. Uh, I would consider Drake London the same guy. Drake London is just Kyle Pitts and wide receiver form. So good, but just on this weirdly mid offense, Arthur Smith gets a lot of credit for being a good coach. I guess I'm not cut out to be an NFL GM because I just don't see it. Bench Drake London, bench Kyle Pitts this week. They're going to London, flying overseas as hell if you've never done it. Uh, I really don't see this game hitting the over. I think everyone's going to be jet lag and tired. However, Jaguars players, this isn't their first rodeo, especially not with Christian Kirk, who's been kind of hot lately. If you have Christian Kirk on your bench, I would consider playing him. Jaguars players love going across the pond. This could be their new home. This isn't their first rodeo. They've done this a lot. They're going to keep doing it a lot. They're probably going to move to London. I think that's where the game is going. And they'll do well. If you have Jags players, you know, a lot of Jags players in deeper leagues on your bench, you know, maybe like Zay Jones or 
Uh, obviously, Calvin Wrigley or ETN or Lawrence, uh, take that back. If you have Jaguars players and they're benched, depending on who they are, play them. Uh, bet you Trevor Lawrence has a pretty decent game. Probably put this on the airwaves. Give me 240 yards in the air, three touchdowns, no picks. Trevor Lawrence. Book that. Um, okay, that's it. That's it. That's it for today. I like to keep these episodes short. I gave you my prescriptions. There's a few doctor's orders in there, like avoid the Bears, avoid the Broncos like the plague. Same with the Jets. Um, do not touch Derrick Henry. That's a doctor's order. And everything else kind of a prescription. Up to you. Take them accordingly. Don't overdose underdose whatever dosage take it as i say it uh because i'm i'm doing pretty well in my fantasy leagues by the way um two and one pretty much every week and it's an unlucky two and one like i'm i'm kind of like a i'm i'm in i'm stoked i'm tier one i'm stoked i like fantasy football right now so i'm just being honest those are my teams in a lot of leagues um stay tuned for friday friday is when i give you my locks for the weekend my uh, my betting without logic, uh, but doctor's logic kind of thing. Also tell you my lineup of guys picked from the waiver wire. Again, the goal each week is to beat your team with my team picked up off the waivers. Um, didn't do one last week. I'm sorry. We just ran out of time, but I'll be doing that every week. And that's it, folks. That's it for today's Dr. PPR. I am, of course, the doctor, Henry Markin, your host. Remember, folks, eat your vegetables, get plenty of rest, and always listen to your doctor. We will see you Friday.